0: all right um good evening everyone um for those who would listen to this later you might want to just keep to <clears throat> you might just want to skip to where i start with the recap but i want to take um, a few minutes to confirm the network do a sound check right so and wait for someone to tell me that they can hear me so we'll proceed but i'd like you to buckle your seatbelts we have three courses to do today three in one so i'll try to compress in fact it was supposed to be four but we may not have the time to look at the fourth one All right so <clears throat> buckle your seatbelts. belts we have a lot to do it is our last session for this month i've been looking at the bonsai factor series and you know the purpose of this series is to help people see um number one the power of environments and number two, also help people realize that they have the power to change their lives, right? What it takes to transform your life and your destiny is in your hands. And that the knowledge to unlock those tools or that power you know, comes through sessions like this, right? So I strongly believe that in fact, we should have teaching sessions like this every weekend where we deal with specialized courses and things like this, right? So that <clears throat> as we grow, you know, we become better and we, and we know better, you see, because I've said this before, that it is better to have knowledge than to have limitations, right? So if, if you can hear me, please um, send a notice to me and let me know you can hear me so that I can start in earnest, <throat> yeah we have a lot to do and i hope to do that in one hour 30 minutes so yeah sorry about that so someone should let me know to let me know in the chat box if you can hear me all right i'm waiting i'm waiting i'm waiting i'm waiting logical actions very interesting topic so can you hear me now can you hear me All right. So, um, share the link to, um to the group, and maybe I'll wait another one minute, and then we'll start.
1: <coughs> so, please, if you're just
0: joining, just maybe skip to, um, maybe f- the fourth minute because I'm going to wait one more minute. I'll just be rambling until the fourth minute, and then I'll start. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're just joining or if you're if you're listening to this if you're listening to this <clears throat> uh if you're going to if you're listening to this maybe later on, I would enjoin you to skip to time to time four 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 thirty like that so. All right, so. All right, I guess we're clear. <clears throat> I guess we're clear, so um, I'll start. Okay, so um, I'll start by doing a recap. We've had four sessions. And please, if you hear any noise on the background, please just ignore the noise, right? And just focus on my voice. <clears throat> All right, so we started this January, January 2nd, you know, we started talking about the Bonsai Factor series. And then the first lesson we had was entropy and the law of action. We talked about the fact that there is a a law in life that number one, there are universal laws and that you cannot do anything against those universal laws. Mm -hmm. That what a wise person would do is to align with those laws to produce results for themselves. Mm -hmm. So we said that entropy is the reason why things left to themselves decay over time. They deteriorate over time. They descend into disorder over time. And, the, and that for you to prevent the decay, you need to apply what we call the law of action. Right? That's for the first lesson we had. The second lesson we had, we talked about explaining bonsai, and we talked about how that bonsai is environmental conditioning. And one of the most powerful things we said in that lesson is that no matter how powerful a seed is, it is at the mercy of the environment. And then the third lesson we talked about identifying limiting beliefs. And, and we said that most of... Um, most of our attitudes stem from our beliefs the things that we believe about ourselves the story we say the, the story we tell ourselves about ourselves and the story we tell others about ourselves those things form our limiting beliefs and we said that attitudes start by saying so for example if some somebody says something about you right if you say it back to yourself then that's how the belief starts to grow in your heart <clears throat> And then last week, we talked about superior content and systems, and we said that you might envision a particular life for yourself, but if you don't consciously, intentionally decide to build your life and begin to consume content around that area that you want to grow, nothing is going to happen. It's because growth happens through feeding, right, and development, right? So we said, surround yourself with superior content and design systems that will help you stay consistent with those things, right? So whatever it is that you know that will help you become who you need to be, surround yourself with those things and keep consuming them, right? Content is like food to the mind. <laughs> content is like food to the mind and the mind processes the content and extracts the original idea. And at the end of the day, you are left with the idea and the feeling that it came with, right? So that's how people <clears throat> that's how people actually um, embrace certain ideas, that they don't know where it came from because of the contents that they consume, right? So that's the recap for the four lessons we've done so far. And so this is the final lesson for January, right? And we're going to be talking about logical systems. And then I'm going to be throwing in systems of life and, sorry, systems of light and what living in denial truly means. And then if there's time, I'll talk about seven ways you can harness your forces or your energy to achieve, you know, the goals that you have, right, so let's get into it, right, so I think I'll start from, okay, this is how I'm going to carry it, I'll start from a brief talk about what living in denial truly means, and then I'll look at um, logical actions, and then I'll look at systems of light, right, so living in denial, right, this was one of the bonus uh, courses I said I was going to teach, you know, when we started this um, uh, thing, right, so Living in denial, right? Uh, conventionally, when you say um, someone has denied something, right, you are simply saying that, you know, um, the person has refused to acknowledge that thing or that person, right? So, for example, if maybe you, you, call, you, you call somebody and say, hey, I know you from somewhere, and the person says, no, you don't know me, right? The person is denying you. The person is saying that I don't know you from anywhere, right? So, that's, that's what it means to deny, right? But I want to bring a new perspective to living in denial, right? Now, apart from the the verbal expressions of denial, right? You know, remember, for you to deny somebody, you have to verbally express it or acknowledge it in your mind that you don't know them, right? But let's look at it a little bit deeper, right? Apart from the verbal expressions of denial, right? And the apparent refusal to admit the truth because if you deny A statement. It means maybe. Let me say you 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 deny a statement of truth. That means that you don't admit that truth to be true, right? You don't admit it to that statement to be true. So, but apart from the verbal expression of denial, right, and the refusal to admit the truth, this is what denial truly means. But before I explain that, let me tell. Let me tell. Let me recap a story that most of us have heard over time. I know most of you have heard the story about a lion that thought it was a sheep because it grew among sheep, right? Until he met a lion, right? I think it's a fictional story, right? But because in real life, if a lion that grew with a sheep meets with a lion that grew with the wild, you know, lions can fight each other and kill each other. There are tendencies that the lion that grew in the wild might kill the one that grew with the sheep, right? But that's the story for another day, right? So the, the, the lion that grew with the sheep because it's accustomed to the environment of a sheep, it doesn't actually acknowledge who he really is by nature, right? So number one, he doesn't acknowledge himself because he can't see himself for who he truly is. He doesn't have the right mirror with which to view himself, right? So what happens in that situation is that the lion does not, the lion, right, is not in tune with his true image the lion does not know exactly who he is because so that that is who he is in his mind and who he is in his actions are not the same are you following this right so let me let me now say what living in denial truly means on a deeper level so when we say okay let me give one more explanation now i know most of you may be have heard of relationships, or maybe have been in a relationship where you say where you at the end of the day the relationship you know broke up and you said we were not compatible, right? Compatibility. I mean, is everybody likes to talk about compatibility, right? So when you say you are not compatible with that person, you are simply saying that your values or maybe something does not match between the two of you, and because of that, there is constant fighting, frictions, argument, disagreement, crisis. You guys can't. Can't seem to find a way to sort your problems, right? Communication is bad. You guys talk a lot, but there's no comprehension. So at the end of the day, you just declare, well, we are inherently, we are incompatible, and then you break off the relationship. Now, the funny thing is, the way we have incompatibility issues with people is the same way we have incompatibility issues with ourselves so to to live in denial means to be inherently compatible with yourself that is also what we call imposter imposter syndrome right so the image in in your mind and your reality does not match right let me say for example let me let me say you 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 occupy a senior manager role in your workplace and of course they pay you well and it is a senior role but in your mind you don't believe that you deserve that position you don't believe that you have the skill and the competencies and then you get scared and sometimes you sabotage yourself right so in that moment you are living in denial that means that the image of you in your head and what we see on ground is incompatible so what it means to live in denial is that you are incompatible with yourself the image that you have in your head and your reality is not the same so living in denial simply means being incompatible with yourself, not acknowledging who you truly are. For example, for example, let's say, okay, okay. so in, in the way we are told, you know, in, in, in Christian circles that, you know you are made in the image of God, you know, but yet my life does not reflect that image. So what I'm doing is that I am denying my original self as seen in the word of God right because my life does not reflect that image so to live in denial simply means to 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 not to not act out the image that is in your head whether the image is false or not right so living in denial is to be inherently incompatible with yourself so most so most times you realize that you fight with yourself you argue with yourself you don't agree with yourself it's as if you can't live with yourself that is you not acknowledging you the image you have of yourself in your mind and your reality is and are not friends they are not compatible so that is what it means to truly live in denial so if you're a lion and you grew up among sheep right what you are doing is that you are living in denial your true nature is a lion but you are living among sheep so you are living in denial you are living in denial, right? And, you know, the, the concept here is that if the ideas or thoughts, right, that represent a person a, a concept is not the same idea that you favor, then that means that you are living in absolute denial. So, for example, you know, when, for example, you talk to somebody about, let me say, Jesus, for example, right? If they don't favor that concept, that means that they are, they are incompatible with that concept. They're incompatible with that truth. So they deny it. They don't accept it, right? So living in denial means that you do not accept who you truly are. That's what living in denial means. You're a lion, but you do not accept that you're a lion. I'm talking about, not, of course, not the physical lion, but in terms of the qualities of courage and all that, your nature of royalty and things like that, your capability to, to actually, for example, start a business and scale it up, right? And because of living in denial, most ideas go to the grave because you believe that you don't have what it takes you you don't see yourself as someone who can become for example popular or influential or rich right so you you constantly sabotage your efforts because you are living in denial of who you, you you truly are you have not accepted the fact that you are worth it or that you can do it that that's what it means by living in denial Right. So denying something does not simply mean saying I don't accept it. It simply means if you are not compatible with yourself, if the image you have of yourself and your reality is not the same, then that is you living in denial. So the original thinking is that you are powerful. Now, you start by being powerful. You have so much power on your inside. You have so much energy on your inside. You are not trying to be powerful. You are already powerful. You don't become powerful. You only come into the full expression of your power. How do you do that? By beginning to acknowledge the fact that you are powerful and that you can actually start that business and execute it. You 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 can actually start that new habit and see it through. The moment you have that image in your mind, you you resolve that image in your mind then you begin to see yourself enter into experiences of power in your life those habits that were difficult for you to drop you begin to drop them because you now see yourself for who you th- truly are so sometimes what people what happens to people is that they have multiple images in their head of who of who they are so they don't quite have a hold on who they truly are so they have images multiplied in their head of who they truly are maybe voices in their head telling them you can't do this you can't be this right not actually acknowledging that as a human you you are powerful and you have the right to become all that you can be is living in denial right so the way you live in denial is by not acknowledging the power that is in you and the ability to become whoever you want to be that's that's what it means by living in denial Yes, that's what it means by living in denial, right? So, living in denial is is a terrible thing. You know, in, in some circles, we call it imposter syndrome. It's as if your current re- reality and what you perceive as your capacity does not match. And so, when you have that internal conflict, and that is it, one problem that we have most of the time, that internal conflict, that identity crisis, you, you, you don't quite know who you are, right? You know that there's something more, but you've not come into the realization of that, that image, right? So that, that's, that is what it means by living in denial, right? So sometimes you have to step out in spite of the fear and actually embrace who you truly are. And one of the ways to get your mind and your body, right, to align is to keep saying to yourself, this is who I am, this is who I am, until your body begins to respond. You see, Because your body responds to your voice more than it responds to the voice of others. Right, your body will follow your tongue in fact it's believed that the tongue actually controls the bodies yes the tongues control the bodies your body listens to you your body hears your voice and over time your body begins to, begins to take the posture of what your voice is saying that is why I encourage people never to say negative things about them because your body is listening. And at the end of the day your disposition will become a sum total of the things you've said to yourself about yourself. Right? So that's why no matter what you feel on the inside, the truth that you know about yourself, say to yourself, I can drop this bad habit. I can I can take this course and finish it. I can do I can start this business and actually scale it, scale it up. Begin to say those things to yourself that is in line with who you truly are, and then your mind and your body will come into union, and then you will no longer be inherently incompatible with yourself, thoughts living in denial, right? So, and I said there that what unleashes your power is your attitude, you know, the consciousness you have of yourself, the disposition that you sustain and that belief that attitude that you have is what now leads or spur into action right and i usually say to people that the the easiest way to enter into a the rhythm of consistency in your life is to act from conviction is to act from conviction right so one of the things you need to do is to work on your consciousness of who you are your disposition and your attitude and naturally every other thing will begin to take shape from there right so this is a, a lit, this is the first course, is, is brief, and you know, we, we'll go to the next one. This is about living in denial, right? So, take care of that, and you will begin to see results in your life. So, we'll, we'll enter into the main course for today, logical actions, logical actions, right? right? So, first of all, I would like to talk about the F as a logical place, right? So, when we say logical, so what do we mean by logical? Now, this is not a philosophical definition, but you know, a definition that will help us. I'm, situati- I'm situating this definition within the context of what we are discussing, right? So logical means something that is sound, right? It means that the reasoning, if you say something is logical, it means that the reasoning behind that thing is clear, is consistent, and it has good judgment. Right, that means that that thing has a framework that can be measured and replicated. So, for example, if you, if you talk about the laws of success, the laws of success are logical because you can replicate it anywhere, right? So that, that's what I mean by logical here. So now let's look at logical action. So first of all, let's look at the earth as a logical place. What does it mean? Or what do I mean by the earth as a logical place? Remember that I said that the earth is governed by laws. And that whether you know it or not, those laws are powerful. For example, we talked about gravity, we talked about entropy and some other things. There are laws that govern life on this earth. And your ignorance of the matter does not excuse you from the consequences of violating those laws. So the earth is a logical place. So what does it mean? It means that the earth is a forum for action. The earth is a forum for action. What does that mean? That means that the earth is a place of expressions. It's like a stage. You know, you have the backstage where you do the planning, where you do the, where you do the strategy and all that. Now, that is your mind, right? But the physical earth here is a place of expression. Your mind is where you do the planning, but actions happen here on earth. So, what we mean by the earth being a logical place is that the earth is a forum for action. It is a place of expression. Now, follow me. This means or this implies that the earth is shaped or the world is shaped not just by the thought of men but by their actions i'll take it again the earth is a place of expressions what this implies is that it is shaped not just by the thought of men but by their actions that means that your actions impact the earth now you might you might say "Eh, but nobody knows me see that's the thing right even if nobody knows you your actions are impacting the earth in ways you may not even realize but we won't get into that right the second thing explaining how that the earth is a logical place is that you know the the goal right the goal of actions here is to create value for all men through what you do right the earth advances through actions and your action the goal of actions is to create value for yourself and for the people around you through the things that you do Right? So, this also means that negative actions can create vices. The same way positive actions create values, negative actions can pro- create vices that will hurt you and hurt people around you. Do you understand that? Right, So, the earth is a place of expressions, right? and the goal of expressions, the goal of actions is to create value. And that also implies that negative actions or expressions can create vices. The reason why we have vices today is because men acted. Right? Now, the number three thing, talking about the earth as a logical place, is that what it means is that everything that you do and everything that you don't do has a consequence. Everything that you do on earth and everything that you don't do has a consequence on your life and on your surroundings. That is what we mean by the earth is a logical place and is a forum for action. That means that there is a law called the law of consequence. That means that whatever you do has feedback something comes out of the things that you do right so what that also means is that without human beings and their actions on the earth the earth will be a wasteland the reason why the earth is bubbling and you know there's so much activity and life is because human beings are here have you ever seen an abandoned building over time that building begins to deteriorate because the earth was designed in such a way that for the earth to have life human beings must be on it if ever see listen if you leave that house over time the walls will begin to decay and it and you enter if you enter it after many years it will it will feel as if that place is hollow like there's no life in this place but when somebody occupies that house life will start coming that's because your presence impacts on material things your voice impacts on the walls in fact I, I was studying a research one time. They said that, in fact, in years to come, it will be possible to extract sounds from walls, sounds that were trapped over years, because as you speak, everything around you vibrates, you know, according to the frequency that you are, you are speaking, right? Things vibrate. Oh, my God. And I, I, I might talk about one day how to use certain words To create certain effects for yourself you know by understanding this vibrational quality that i'm talking about now this is not new age stuff but everything around you vibrates according to your voice the walls vibrate according to your words right so you you give life to earth human beings give life to earth so without human beings and their actions on the earth this earth will be a wasteland right so that means that the earth is a forum for action we were we were we are put here to build the earth into a a livable place by our actions right that is what we mean by the earth is a logical place right so what that also means for you here is that if you don't act on your life remember what we said about entropy if you live your life to to itself if you don't do anything about your life your life will begin to deteriorate disorder will enter your life just like you just finished sweeping your room this morning After two days, you will touch the table and realize that there is dust everywhere. Where did it come from? It's because everything is decaying. Everything is deteriorating, right? And that's because entropy is acting on it. Now, we didn't talk about the source of entropy. That's something we'll talk about some other time, right? But things left to itself will deteriorate. So if you don't act on your life, if you don't execute or or have a plan of logical actions, your life will become a wasteland and to become a wilderness of many sorrows, and depression so you see people who are who just you know they they, they have this um, romantic or hollywood um, view of life that things will just drop on you you just walk on the street and something magical will happen now i'm not talking i'm not saying that miracles don't happen right but i'm talking about your life i'm talking about your habits i'm talking about your character i'm talking about your attitude i'm talking about that business you want to build if you sit in your room dreaming and dreaming your 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 dream will end up as just a dream, right? The only way to bring that thing to pass is to have a plan of action, to have, logical, to have a plan of logical actions you must engage in to bring that thing to pass. Why? Because the earth is a logical place. It functions by laws. And one of the most prominent is the law of action. Without your action, there will be no reaction, right? So don't let the romantic idea fool you For anything to work, your business, your life, your relationship, your marriage, whatever it is, you, for it to work and have meaning and value, you must work it. In fact, for those who believe that love means no more work, love means no more learning, you are going to be frustrated on a daily basis by the idea of love. Right? And those who have experienced it are those who say things like love hurts. Love does not hurt. It is people's bad behavior that hurts. Love is innocent. I think we need to stop accusing love. Yes, on the 13th of February, I'm going to do a special session on love and other annoying things. And I'm going to inform us about it. Stop blaming love for your laziness, please. Right? Love requires work. In fact, the word that describes love, love more is the word sacrifice. And sacrifice is a verb, is an action-based concept right so don't let the romantic thing fool you you have to work it for your life to work you have to work it you you must have a logical course of action things you do on a daily basis to lead you into that place that you desire nobody will just come and usher you into that castle you need to work your way to it right and 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 this please let's note this that one of the ways we act is by speaking (laughs) now i'm going this is a different course altogether how we act by speaking i'm not going to dwell on it because of time right? but one of the ways we act is by speaking and by doing right so what speaking does is speaking channels energies speaking channels energies actions and puts it to work right so just give me one minute let me leave this environment because all right one minute please all right Alright, I hope you can still hear me. I'm sure you can still hear me. Please if you can if you can still hear me, just let me know, right? Okay, I believe you can see him. Alright, so let's continue. Sorry about that breaking transmission. Alright, so what was I saying? I was saying that uh please can you still hear me? Please let me know. So someone should let me know in the chat box, right? So I know. all right so I said one of the ways we act is by speaking and by doing, right? So and I said that speaking channels energies. Now that is something we'll discuss later later on. Speaking channels energies, and then actions put those energies to work. We'll talk we'll talk about it some of the time. Maybe I will do a special class for speaking. Just to be please be taking note of this because I want to remember. In fact, I have a question here I want to ask you: what is the original purpose of speech? I'm not going to answer that question today i'm going to answer it in that special session but think about it i know some people will think that the original purpose of speech is to communicate no that's not the original purpose of speech speech was not designed for communication <laughs> that's not the original purpose it's just a byproduct but i will answer that question in that special session right so we're talking about logical actions so what are logical actions What are logical actions? Number one, logical actions are actions that create value. Remember that I said that it's possible to to have actions that create vices, right? So logical actions are actions that create value. That's number one. Number two, logical actions are actions that are in line with laws that produce results. So remember that I said that there are laws in life and that those laws don't respect your feelings. They don't respect your emotions. Right? so a logical action is a is an action that is in line with or consistent with those laws right so so if you design a a, a plan of action right that is in line with the laws that favor that particular cause you are doing then you can produce result right so actions logical actions are actions that are in line with laws that produce result for example one of the laws one of the laws of body do i see your response right one of the laws of success is consistency you have to keep working on it right so if you don't create a plan of action that will help you stay consistent right what's going to happen you're not going to get any results so actions that are in line with laws that produce results are called logical actions what are logical actions logical actions are actions that build within the right framework the life you desire and without which that life would be a mirage a mere dream or a passing whisper actions that build the life that you desire what are logical actions logical actions are actions that are specific to the pathway you have chosen actions that are you see i call it logical right so it is possible that a, a, a particular plan of action may be logical for someone, but it's not logical for you. I'll give an example. Let's say you, are, you enter the university and you are studying to be a doctor. It would be illogical for you to attend law, um, um, law classes, maybe classes of those who are studying to be lawyers, and believe by faith that at the end of the day you'll be certified as a doctor. No. The logical action would be for you to attend classes that will help you become a doctor at the end of the day, right? So, logical actions are actions that are specific to that path that you've chosen. See, that is why when I teach, you know, um, some young people design your life, I usually tell them, design your pathway. There is a pathway that there is a specific pathway for that particular life you desire. It is not everything you need to do. Remember what we said about superior content, right? It is not every content that is good for your own field. For you to become an expert, you must consume considerably content around that area that you want to be an expert. There is this 10,000 hour rule. You have to you have to work on a particular field or a concept for 10,000 hours for you to be an expert in that field, right? But that's for some of the time. So those are examples of logical actions. So the question I want to ask is why do we need to engage in logical actions? I think I answered it during the first session. Entropy remember the role of entropy if you leave it it will leave you if you leave it it will become worse nothing becomes better by doing nothing why do we need to engage in logical actions because of entropy there are laws that are designed to oppose you there are laws that are designed to oppose you. If you do nothing, okay, let me t- talk about it from a physical perspective. If you jump up, you will come down because gravity is there to drag you down. Gravity is heavier than you. It will drag you down. It's like, it's like a weight tied to your leg. It will drag you down, right? So why do we need logical actions? Because the solution to entropy is action, right? You need to work it for it to work. If you buy a field today and you do nothing on it, Thorns and thistles will grow on it you won't just wake up after six months and see a well-arranged garden no if you see a well-arranged garden anywhere somebody did something there right so why do we need to engage in logical actions because of entropy two because of opposition now you know when i when i when i talk about when i look at the words satan for example you know satan means adversary someone that opposes right i also think about it in terms of mental opposition right and in fact somehow i think that also that concept satan is a good representation of entropy right maybe i will discuss it under the science of evil one day right it it also functions like entropy look but there's also the reality of mental resistance you know as a result of limiting beliefs and maybe voices and illusions now if you've not read my article on voices and illusion please read it maybe at the end of the class i'm going to send the link let me explain voices and illusions a little bit, right? I know most of you have either watched um, Dr. Strange, maybe Avengers Infinity Wars or the Eternals. Now, there's something that Dr. Strange and Sprite, Dr. Strange is an Avenger and Sprite is an Eternal, right? There's something that both of them can do It's similar. Now, Dr. Strange, through his magic, can multiply himself into 10 places. Now, remember when he was fighting Thanos, right, during the Infinity Wars, right? He must, at, the, at the point, he multiplied himself into plenty of Dr. Strange, uh, plenty of himself, right? Now, there was only one real Dr. Strange, but you could see a lot of Dr. Strange around. The same thing with sprites. Sprites can multiply things. Now, this is how illusions work. Illusions distort light, right so what happens is have you ever noticed that sometimes let me say you decide that you know what today i've been in discipline i'm going to read a book for two hours and then you sit down on your on your chair and say you know what i'm reading this book for two hours the moment you put that book on the table and you open it the voices in your head will multiply the the way dr strange multiplies himself you now suddenly remember i have not washed my clothes you know, suddenly remember, ah, I need to call somebody. Ah, I've I, I'm I'm something there's something I was supposed to do. You start remembering a lot of things you are supposed to do. That is what I call Satan mental opposition. Right? Anytime you try to do something good with your life, urgencies begin to multiply in your mind. You see, this is why logical actions and an accountability system is good for you. Because listen, the way this earth is designed. Nothing good just happens. Have you ever wondered why? Why is it easy for for evil to multiply? But for good to happen, you need tremendous amount of energy. It is because of entropy. The way this world system is designed, it is very easy for evil to multiply. The same way it's very easy for weed to to multiply on the farmland. With the design of this, uh, with the way it is, evil multiplies faster. In fact, there is this scripture in Proverbs. It said see the way the the scripture says the the scripture says he says if if you are if you are searching for something evil it will find you but if you are searching for something good you will find it think about it again if you are searching for something evil that evil thing will find you but if you are searching for something good you will find it do you see the difference that means that with the way this world is it's easier to do something evil than to do something good in the same way, whenever you're trying to do something profitable for your life, things that will distract you will multiply in your head. You start remembering a thousand and one things that you need to do. Friends, it's a lie. It's an illusion trying to distract you from your goal. See, that is why you need a plan of action and an accountability system to make sure that you execute your goals. Because Without those things, entropy will keep acting on you and you will end up not accomplishing anything that you want to accomplish right so take note of that so that's what we need we need logical actions because of entropy if you live your life okay so for example you are you have you are, you've been dating someone for about five years seven years and it's time to get married you've not had cold feet for seven years but two weeks to your wedding you already have cold feet and then suddenly you want to see your ex the ex you've not seen for seven years you have a strange desire for them see listen <laughs> if you don't understand how this thing works eh? you would think that it's god that is that is uh, speaking to you. Okay, chariot. I'll post the reference at the end of the class. Please just remind me, I'll post the reference at the end of the class. Thank you. Right? So, see, listen. If you don't understand that there are forces in life that are trying to stop you. Now, I'm not talking about spirit, even naturally, right? If you don't understand that, you will not see the need to actually have a plan of action. So, for example, when I tell you, write down what you need to do. It is a law. And if you violate that law, there are certain things that you begin to experience. Right? So one of the things entropy or those opposition do to you is to is to help you multiply an, an identity in your head. I mean, I mean you, you started out knowing who you were, but you now met this person today. You watch this movie tomorrow. All of a sudden, you, have, you now have multiple personalities in your head suggesting to you that this is who you really are. You see that? So you begin to have identity crisis. That is called mental opposition. You see, left to yourself... Things will want to just naturally drag you down. And in fact, it's not even about Satan now. It's about the, the nature of this world. That is why we need logical actions, right? To get to that place that we want to get to. So I hope with this, you understand the reason why we need... Because I'm going to be giving you some logical actions some logical actions, right? I'm going to be giving you some. Now, there are millions of them. There are, there are many, but I'm going to be giving you a few that you need to start working with and then you need to be accountable to, and then you now, at the end of maybe this quarter or next quarter, you now, you now tell me how far you've gone applying these principles. Do you get this? So this is why we need logical actions because left to yourself, and another thing is this, you know, see, we, we tend to overestimate our chances of success, by when we do it by wishful thinking we are afraid of data you want to start a business right instead of you to look at the the hard facts data and find a way around it you now begin to fantasize that ah i'm i'm, I'm good at this i i have i'm good i have this skill i'm so good at it i'm good at this i'm good at this you just make assumptions right and based on that that assumptions when the the mental oppositions come you will give up on it that is why if the things you are doing don't come from conviction when just one opposition come you just yield that is why your actions must come from a place of conviction right for you to actually pull through and see note this if you don't take this if you don't take anything away from this class take this away mm? there are naturally there are there are op- there are things that are designed to oppose that that idea to oppose that thing you want to do It's as though there is an agency in life that whenever you say i'm going to do something they come that agency comes to test to see if you mean what you say. so what i said to myself is that anytime i set out to do something and i face an opposition it is just a sign that i'm about to do something good or something worthwhile and then i push through it and then i discovered that when i push through it Now, the opposition begins to multiply. It doesn't dissolve after one day. It begins to multiply. And at the point, it gets to a peak. It's as though you could feel the weight on you. But if you push through a little bit, you enter into another realm of rhythm. You enter into a hypnotic rhythm where that particular habit or that thing becomes easy for you. It's just like trying to break into worlds. You are climbing, you get to a particular point, it looks as if there's so much opposition, but when you break through, it's as if you enter into a new realm of abundance. It happens in every area of life, it happens with your body, it happens with your mind, it happens with your spirit. For those of you who gym, if you have a fitness sorry, if you have a fitness trainer, you see, let me say you want to do you want to do 10 reps, right? You are you are, you are lifting weight. you go one, two, three. Now, for the fitness trainers who know what they're doing, when you clock 10, they'll tell you do one more. You do one more, they'll tell you no do one more. You do another one more, they'll tell you no, do the last one. Is and when it gets to that place where you can't lift the the, the weights up, they'll now assist you with one finger and then you drop it. Do you know why? Because the moment you did one to ten, that was the threshold that your muscle could handle beyond 10 is where your muscle begins to expand see this is why a lot lot of us sometimes we don't break into things because you've been hitting it hitting it but when it gets to your comfort zone you stop but if you can push a little bit further that is where the muscle begins to develop let me say you want to pray let me tell you for example you want to pray for two hours all you can do is pray for one hour now after praying for one hour your body is used to one hour you start to get tired. If you can just stretch it a little bit to 10 minutes, and then the next day, stretch it a little bit to 20 minutes, and fight that resistance, maybe stand up pace, do something to energize yourself. You realize that over time, doing two hours will just be standard for you. That's how life happens. You begin to grow into different grades by pushing against the resistance. The moment you face a resistance, just know that you are about to enter the next threshold of relevance. And that is when you need to push. And you do that by understanding these things I'm saying, right? So having explained these things, now let's go into logical actions. Now, before I start talking about some of the logical actions, and I'm going to run through them so that we can get to systems of life, light, there are a few things I want you to note. Just nine things. There are a few things I want you to note. A few logical things I want you to note. And listen, after this class... Go back and listen to this audio until you get it. Because some of the things I'm going to say are going to hear it once, but you don't you don't really get it. So, nine things, a few things I want you to note before I start talking about some logical actions. Now I can't exhaust all, but I'll just say a few. And now some of these things may sound strange to you, but just listen to them. Number one: a few things to note. Number one, you cannot enter into the place of clarity concerning your own life if all you do is occupy your mind about what others are doing in their lives i'll take it again you cannot enter into the place of clarity concerning your own life if all you do is occupy your mind with what others are doing in their own lives the moment you get caught up with what everybody is doing you lose sight of your own life don't get caught up in gossip don't get caught up in what others are doing focus on your own life you see because when you are bent on knowing what everybody is doing you, you will not begin to think that ah, i'm supposed to so for example someone starts a clothing business and they're making it you just suddenly think ah, i need to start a clothing business and then you see another friend start um, starts learning how to code you say ah, i need to learn how to code you see another person the person is selling oil and he's making it i need to sell oil so you just get caught up And the moment you get caught up, you won't have clarity concerning your own life. Sometimes the way to get clarity is to mind your business. And when you mind your business, those voices now reduce. And then you can now know what your own voice is saying. Yes. It's because your body and your soul can simulate voices that looks looks like the voice of your spirit. But if you can silence those voices, right, the voice of your spirit will begin to... begin to become stronger and especially if you exercise so don't get caught up right that's number one number two (laughs) this is this, this may sound funny but it will help you number two having a sense of ownership over people having a sense of ownership over other people will put you in a position where you won't have the time to own yourself people want to control others you want to own their time. You want to own their. You want to own the very breath that they, 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 they have in their lungs. You are just so caught up in owning people, controlling people that you don't even have time to control yourself. You want to command people. You want to control people, but you don't even have your own self-control. So, having a sense of ownership over other people will cripple you. is a is a crippling attitude. is a crippling thing. Lose the sense of ownership and own yourself. take charge of your own personal leadership and you begin to see your life grow in exponential measures right number three now to experience true freedom (laughs) to experience true freedom first of all you must let go of every every entitlement mentality you must let go of every entitlement mentality you do not own anyone right You have to reaffirm to yourself that you are the architect of your own fate and that you are responsible for your own outcome. Lose the entitlement mentality and embrace your own life. It's a logical action and it's going to help you a lot. Number four. Now, see, listen. I say this with authority, right? Now, you may not be able to achieve high levels of clarity. Listen to this. You may not achieve high levels of clarity if you do not learn and embrace the habit of writing down or documenting your own thoughts. You will not. Write, actually taking a pen and a paper to write down your thoughts will give you some level of, I'm talking about pen and paper, not the notes on your your phone. Hmm. I don't know how to explain this, but maybe one day I will. Learn how to document your thoughts and do it consistently. That's how to gain clarity. So if you have something you're thinking about, one way to think about it is on paper. It's easier for you that way. So find a way to document your plans, your goals, your desires. When we started this group, the first thing I did was I sent out some images. I said, Write, get a jota for this, 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 uh, mentorship, uh, this 12-month mentorship period we're doing and document some things. And I know some of you have not done it, but they will ask for it. That, they will know, right? You must document your thoughts. If, in fact, it is a must if you are going to be in this community. Now, when we started this community, I told my team that the original number I wanted was 30 people. In fact, at at some point, I wanted just 12 people so that I can monitor them. But I said, you know what, let's open it up to a lot of people and then we're going to put everybody in accountability groups. But for you to stay in, for you to be part of this mentorship group till the end of this year, you have to get a pen and a paper and document, practice it, right? And then afterwards, you can type it so you can have an online copy, right? So learn to document, review them consistently and accordingly. There's something visualization does to you, right? Being able to visualize your goals, it does something to your mind, but that's not what we're talking about today, right? So you need to review them constantly and to think on paper as raw as possible. So imagine, imagine, you know, you have a bird that is flying up and down and you want to trap that bird. You're going to get a cage and set a trap writing is like writing writing your ideas down is like trapping a bird thoughts are like birds and your pen and paper is the cage the moment you trap it there's just this mystery of of execution as long as you begin to visualize it but that's not what we're talking about today right that's number four so number five now your purpose is that thing your purpose in life is that thing you must accomplish on this earth that makes the lives of people better than it was. And most likely, that thing is the thing that will give you the highest form of satisfaction such that you don't mind doing that thing even if it's for free, if it comes to that. Your true reward of fulfilling purpose is the joy you receive from doing that thing, right? So that is, that is it can be a pointer for those of you who are asking yourself, what's my purpose in life, right? So that thing... Number one, it must solve problems for people and it will give you the highest satisfaction and you don't even mind doing it for free. If it comes to that, I'm not saying you can't profit from your purpose, right? but if it comes to that, but that's number five. Number six, success. You know, we believe success is you know the reward, the reward, but this is this is how I teach it. Success is not money, success is not cars, success is not houses, those things are good. But success is your consistency and loyalty to the process of your journey success is not money success is not cars success is not houses success is your consistency and your loyalty to the process of your journey and if you do that money cars and houses will just be a natural consequence of (coughs) of those things sorry about that (coughs) number seven don't play the blame game Hmm. oh blame game (laughs) don't play the blame game i know many people have disappointed you in life even maybe your parents your close friends an ex-lover somebody close friend but tell yourself that you are responsible of how your life turns out take that power and transform your own life the true meaning of an experience is your attitude the attitude that you take away from it that is the true meaning and value of an experience right so no matter what has happened to you don't play the blame game because what i've realized that the the blame game will keep you in a vicious cycle and you find yourself not breaking out of you know those habits that you know that kept you in that place so don't play the blame game whatever happens in your life take responsibility for the part that you played in it and take responsibility in designing the kind of life that you want so but never play the blame game now Number 1. So let me see. number 8, I think this is the final one. Now, listen to this carefully. Train your mouth. Train your mouth. Let <laughs> you know I me. Mean? Train your mouth to speak good words. I'll take this slowly. Train your mouth to speak good words. It's a training. It doesn't jump on you. We have to be Well, in fact, I was telling somebody one day I said to her, do you know that I rehearse some of the things I say to to people, especially if I'm upset? In fact, if you live with me and if you catch me, you might catch me talking to myself most of the time. So I might want to address something somebody did. I might rehearse it more than 10 times in my head until I find until I find the appropriate thing to say. And the person was shocked. Yes, I do it. I rehearse. Well, especially in a conflict situation, I rehearse it. Now, the times when I say things that could cause hurt, most times I didn't realize it, right? But you have to train your mouth to speak good, good words. It, 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 it's not something somebody's born with, right? But you can train yourself to speak good words. And then when you train your mouth to speak good words, train your mind to love your voice. Train your mind to love your voice. Some people don't love their voice. When you listen to yourself, you'll be like, ah, what was this thing? Right? You just throw it away. But train your mouth to speak good to speak good words, and then train your mind to love your voice. If you do this, nothing can, nothing can stop you from achieving anything you want to do. Because your mind listens to your voice. And if you train your mind to love your voice, and you train your mouth to speak good words, your mind will be, will be filled with positivity. Positivity. And nothing can be able to stop you. No matter the circumstance. As long as you learn to speak good words. And you teach your mind to love your voice. Nothing will stop you. No devil can stop you. Right? So you need to change the way you speak. So listen. Listen to this carefully. Change the way you speak to others about yourself. Some of you. Just because you want to catch cruise, you tell people you are stupid, you tell people you are useless, you you, you call yourselves fool, you you, 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 call, you tell yourself, I might not get sense just to make other people laugh. You demean yourself to make other people laugh. But what you don't realize is that your, your mind does not understand the difference between a joke and something serious. Your mind takes it as serious. The same way angels don't understand when you are joking. Angels don't understand when you are joking. The same way your mind does not understand when you are joking. Have you realized that one of the easiest way to pass a terrible idea is to joke about it? Comedians do that, and that's why they get away with a lot of things. The easiest way for somebody to insult you is to joke about it. That's why I don't believe in it was just a joke. I don't believe that thing. I don't believe it. Especially when it has to do with something derogatory. for someone to say it, they really meant it. Yes. And most times they say it was a joke when they realized that that thing didn't go down well with you, right? So you need to change the way you speak to others about yourself. Don't, don't speak words that will disempower you because your mind is listening to you. Then change the way you speak to, to yourself about yourself. Change the way you speak to yourself about yourself. Don't describe yourself with words that are wicking you. Even when you are joking. Also change how you speak to people about themselves. This one, all of us, we need to repent on this one. Change the way you speak to people about yourself. Why? Because whatever you say to others or to yourself is recorded in your mind, in your own voice. So if you tell somebody you are useless, your mind records it as you are useless in your own voice. So when your mind is replaying that sound... It will be replaying, you are useless. So it will be you telling yourself you are useless. So nothing said to others goes in quotes, goes like that. It is recorded in your mind and it's recorded in your own voice. Right? So if you are violent with your words to others, your inner voice will be violent towards you. Listen to this. If you've experienced your inner voice being violent towards you, chances are that you've been violent to others in the way you speak to them. If your words are kind, your inner voice will be kind to you. But if your words are violent, your inner voice will be violent towards you. So if you're always hearing violent, you, your, viol- your inner voice is violent, you need to change the way you speak to people. You've been violent towards people, especially verbally or emotionally too. Right? If you feel violent emotions most times, sometimes it's because you're also sowing seeds of violent emotions to other people. That's the talk for another day. This one is deep, right? So your inner voice also sounds like how you think about people. <laughs> this is funny. How you think about people also contributes to your inner voice. If you think people are, are rubbish, if you think people are useless, your inner voice will think you are useless. As in, It will sound like the way you think about other people. So check 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 the texture. Check check the texture. Check the texture of your inner voice. It will reveal a lot about how you think and how you talk. And then you begin to you begin to adjust it. So if you are naturally suspicious of other people, your inner voice will be naturally suspicious against you. And it's actually like poetic justice. It's like whatever you sow is what you reap. If you're a suspicious person to other people, you will suspect yourself. You just feel suspicious about anything. It's just like someone who lies. You no, know, the bad thing about lying is that it's not that people will no longer believe you. Is that you, you won't believe yourself. You say something and your mind doesn't believe it because you've trained yourself to lie. And the funny thing is that sometimes people... people it, it's so bad that someone can be a professional liar that they convince their mind that that is the truth. As in, Even when there's confrontation... It's difficult for them to see it's a lie. In that point, it's a very critical situation, and that person needs to be admitted in the ICU of mental healing to get them to break away from, you know, the the effect of lies. Because if you keep lying to others, you will lie to yourself, and your mind will never believe you. That's why some of those prayers you've prayed, you don't even believe God will answer it, because you don't even believe your own your own voice. So there are some of the things. So these are some of the things we need to take note of and begin to arrange, rearrange in our minds so that some of our efforts will not be wasted. Because sometimes these are the things that, sab- it's not somebody trying to sabotage you, is your actions sabotaging yourself. right? So if you want to begin to see certain things working out for you, you, begin, you need to begin to correct some of those things. At the end of the day, your mind is where it all happens. right? So let's quickly look at some other logical actions. Let's run, let's run. I want to end in the next 30 minutes. Oof. That's one. Okay, so some other logical actions you need to take note, note of if you want to become, if you want to grow, if you want to become the person you want to become. See, because about growth and personal leadership, some of the things you need to do is number one, you need to have courage. I'm going to run through this very fast so I can get to systems of light. You need to have courage. Courage does not mean you're not afraid, it means you do it afraid, you do it in spite of the fear, right? Have courage life rewards courage number 2 develop self control don't squander your energy doing vain things develop self control don't say that's the way i am that's the way i am please develop self control and stop stop sabotaging yourself be just and fair it may it may it may not sound as a logical action but it is be just and fair to people it has rewards don't be don't be don't be a partial person don't be a biased person maybe it doesn't work in your favor it doesn't go the way you like it and then you twist things just to make it you, at the end of the day, you end up losing friends and people will not really want to hang around you and they won't tell you why they won't tell you the vibe you give up so they won't offend you but people will stay away from you and don't want to have anything to do with you if you're not just unfair right that number four be definite when making plans and decisions be definite. See. If, if, if you are not definite you are more you are more prone to illusions and voices if you don't have definiteness you know there was a period in my life where you know god had said some things to me you know but you know this thing that we do in fact let me say this to some of you especially some of you that are pastors you know <laughs> you know sometimes you know that thing that we do we say we are looking for confirmation sometimes it's a sign of mental instability let me say for example god says something to you to do and he confirms it to you once you're still asking for confirmation sometimes it's, it's a sign that you are you are unstable in your mind that you are looking for something else you know there was a period in my life i, I was god has said some specific things to me but it, i think that period in my life i was listening to so many voices and so one day i was praying and i was like god this thing this thing this thing this thing, this thing what what are you saying and i don't know how to explain it, but in in a moment I saw a steadfast disposition of god like sitting on his throne and what he said to me was a double minded man is unstable in all his ways all that means that if you have if you're not stable in your mind if you are you're moving from one thing to another it will show in every side of your life because how you do it in one place is how you do it everywhere A double-minded, see, listen, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. That means that if you don't learn how to make definite plans and decisions, your finances will be unstable, your emotion will be unstable, your relationships will be unstable, your academics will be unstable, everything about you will be unstable, your business will be unstable, right? So once you have that definiteness of purpose and mind, it affects everything in your life right so a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways all your marriage will be unstable everything will be unstable sometimes seeking for permission to do what you need to do even after god has spoken to you is a sign of unbelief is a sign of fear and cowardice let me tell you what i've realized from my own personal experience god's instructions become clearer to you when you're moving if he says move and you move you'll hear the next instruction right so learn to be definite when making plans and decisions then number next cultivate a pleasing attitude cultivate a pleasing attitude attitude does not just jump on people you can cultivate it no one likes things that smell bad attitude is like aroma if you have a bad attitude you smell bad and people won't realize why they are staying away from you you just have this metaphysical smell it's a bad smell so people call it bad vibes it's actually smell they can perceive one rotten thing coming out from (laughs) i believe it's nobody here but cultivate a pleasing attitude you can talk better you can you can do things better you can treat people better attitude is aroma don't smell bad you might spray a nice perfume tom ford and your attitude is driving people away from you. So with all your perfume, with all this perfume, still, you still smell bad. All right? Learn to work well with others. These are logical actions that will help you. Learn to work well with others. Some people say, I'm good at working alone. It's a lie. You just have a bad behavior. Learn to work well with others. You are not that good that you don't need people. Life was created for community. Learn to work well with others. That's the skill you need to save you. Number next, don't be selfish, it'll work against you. I don't need to say much about this. <laughs> it's a logical action. Don't be selfish, it will work against you. Develop a temperate lifestyle, learn modesty. It has it has it has benefits. Be temperate. All of us we need to work on this. Be temperate. Sometimes we can go off the roof, but be temperate, we can do better, right? Next, practice loyalty. In fact, we need to do a, a special class on loyalty. Please do be able to take notes. Practice loyalty to yourself to your vision and to people you have sworn loyalty to now loyalty doesn't have an expiry date just note it too that is another in fact we would have to discuss this some other time now there are contexts within which we can say um don't be loyal to somebody that's going to kill you but if you've sworn loyalty to someone and the conditions are right please maintain that loyalty even if tomorrow you guys fall out let me say for example somebody confides a lot of secrets you know to you when you guys were good and then you guys stop being friends and then you now go about telling them all they, all they told you that's bad life life will get back at you in, in a way you don't realize please don't 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 betray people's confidence especially when they trust you with, you know, with confidential information no matter what please don't do that practice loyalty it's a logical action it has rewards the next one is upskill. Learn something new that will add to the path you have chosen. Learn a new skill. Don't stop. Keep learning. Keep learning. Knowledge is evolving. I mean, some of us, we've not even gotten over Web 2.0 and we have Web 3.0 already. Ah, please upskill, upskill. Life is, life is evolving. Don't be caught on fresh. Yes. The next one is watch your health. You need a sound body to have a great life right you need a sound body to fulfill purpose so watch your health please always exercise it's a logical action and the next one this is very important see don't execute things half-heartedly don't execute things half-heartedly if you have something to do do it well in fact if it is only one thing you do well every day you will make significant progress over the course of 12 months don't do things half-heartedly see let me say you have in your to-do list five things you have to do if you don't finish one well don't go to the next one you can move it to the next day but learn the habit of doing things well don't be half-hearted about stuff stop giving half measures you give half measures here you give half measures there your business you give you half measures your relationship you give you just you are giving everything half measures It, it doesn't help anyone right do it well no half measures and be persistent throw away the idea of excuses once you are asked to do something or once you give yourself a task don't cultivate the habit of uh, because there will always be excuses you'll be hurting yourself by being half-hearted and being restless and not getting something reasonable done if you want to do something follow it to a logical conclusion it will do it will deposit something in your mind and you have more confidence to do the next one this one i'm going to say it scarcely we are going to talk about it some other time don't be reckless with your sexual energy don't be reckless with it transmute it and save it we are going to do a special class on sexual intelligence Hmm. Hmm. that's all i will say first but (laughs) okay that's all that's all for logical after (laughs) now there's don't be reckless with your sexual energy. We are going to have a class on it, a special class just for members of the group. And I'm going to take my time to explain certain things that God showed me. It's scary, but at the same time, it's for our own benefit. Sexual energy is the energy of life. If you don't use it well... Um, okay. All right. That's by the way. If there are couples here, well, that, that's not for you. But talking to us that are single right? But even as a married couple too, right? You manage your sexual energy where there's, there's, there's something the Bible says in Proverbs. The Bible says something in Proverbs. It said, if you eat too much honey, you will purge. If you do anything too much, you will purge. you get tired of it. Now, that I'm, uh, this is a parable and married people will understand it. Don't eat too much honey. Spread the days you eat it and you will harvest the benefit of it. Better. This is where I say seller meditate on the word of the lord amen all right so so there are so many other logical actions things things that are consistent with the laws of life that you can do to get you out of that quagmire that you found yourself right and and we can't exhaust them because of time so i'll try to use the next 20 minutes to talk about systems of light now this systems of light, light is very dear to me because it was it was after a period is a period of intense prayer that god began to he he showed me seven things that you can do to increase lights in your mind when i say light i mean clarity when i say light i mean wisdom when i say light i mean understanding when i say light i mean direction when i say light, i mean knowledge knowledge that will help you right so I call it systems of light seven things you must know about light right in in order for you to have more light in your life whether in your spiritual or body or in anything that you want to do these are systems of light right you see there's no there's not a mistake that genesis started with an abstract and it it was a story about darkness and how that light was the first thing that was called out of that darkness so there was one time god said to me he said always start with light that means always seek knowledge concerning what you want to do seek knowledge seek wisdom and seek understanding always start with light always start with light there is a scripture that i i pray with and in fact it was after praying this prayer intensely that i got these seven things okay let me even say it here please i'm i'm an i am an ardent believer in jesus christ so um uh, you you keep hearing me making reference to him all the time so if you're not comfortable with that i don't know how i'm going to have a book but i'm an adam believer of jesus christ and i talk about him a lot right so so i was praying some 13 verse 3 what he says is consider me now O god lighten my eyes lest i sleep the sleep of death now let me explain this what it means is that without light you'll be in darkness without light you will be in darkness and the truth is there are things you don't know you don't know see there are things you know i've sent it to the group before there are things you know you don't know i mean the things you know you don't know you know where to find them but what about the things you don't know that you don't know and it could be those things that are keeping you back how do you know them see this is where you need the help of the supernatural this is where you need and you do this by praying for god's mercy and light Some of the seven things I'm going to share with you now, it it may not make sense to you immediately, but over time, when you start practicing it, you will see the benefit of it in your life. So if you want to have more light, more clarity in your life, do these seven things. Number one, systems of light. Number one, declutter your personal space to declutter your mind. Declutter your personal space to declutter your mind. Give away things you no longer need or use discard non-functional things you don't need don't pack see sometimes the state of your room is the state of your mind look at your room look at your room right now the state of your room can reflect the state of your mind always declutter your personal space it has a way of decluttering your mind there are things you no longer need give them away stop storing them Give them away. Discard non-functional things. And this may sound funny. If you have a shoe that is spoiled, repair it. You see, those little, little things, those little, little irritations that we have around us have a way of obscuring our eyes from receiving light. Maybe you have a shoe that is spoiled. You have another trouser that is torn. You see, those little, little things, go and repair them. You see, because as long as that thing happens, it registers somewhere in your mind that something is broken I need to fix it i need to fix this if you leave it over time your mind will start thinking that is your mind that is broken it may not be your mind that is broken it could just be there's something broken around that you need to fix or give away so declutter your physical space to declutter your mind some other time we'll get in get deep into this right but the way you treat your physical things affects your mind right so yes i mean so declutter your physical space so that you can declutter your mind number two declutter your body regularly to regenerate energy listen yes i know we are spiritual beings we have an immortal spirit the spirit of god is in us but your energy is finite use it well sometimes take a whole day and fast drink water only or maybe three days with water and fruits let your body shut down and repair do you know that the food you ate two weeks ago part of it is still in your large intestine so when you when you declutter your body you are shutting down your body so that those other foods, those meals that you ate two weeks ago can leave your large intestine and come out of your body. That is why you notice that when you fast, it's as if what is coming out from your body has a different smell. It's because it's been there. So you're, you're in, that's, and in fact, for some people who, who don't even have you know, a very healthy lifestyle, sometimes when you belch, you can perceive it so declutter your body sometimes a whole day don't eat anything just take water let your body shut down and declutter you have a finite body so declutter your body regularly to regenerate energy take a one day fast or three days with water and fruits it will do a whole lot of good it's not even just about spiritual principle but even even uh, monks do it even people that you not, don't consider in quote christian they do it and you see how healthy they live So don't be reckless with your body. Declutter your body regularly. Number three, declutter your emotions. That it is clouding you. It is preventing you from seeing light. There's a way the scripture describes it. He says, "He say, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel should shine on them." One of the ways that the devil puts a light, a, a, a a a Sorry, covers your mind with darkness. Is by cluttering your emotions with unforgiveness. So, how do you declutter your emotions? Forgive anyone you are holding in your heart. Forgive. Forgive. Forgive them. They did not know what they did. Even if they did, still forgive them. Don't drink don't drink poison for another person and expect them to die. Forgive them. And also and another thing with people who are so who, who, who refuse to give forgiveness sometimes? They even need more forgiveness than the people they are, they are holding. Because they, 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 they don't realize how much they offend other people. They think they, they always need forgiveness. They always need, they, sorry, they always need people to ask them for forgiveness. And you see such people, they always use forgiveness as a bargaining chip. I will never forgive you. My dear, if God was you, uh, the whole world would be on fire but anyway let me not get into this right so forgive anyone you hold in your heart and seek forgiveness from those you have wronged that's how to declutter your emotions that's how to declutter so deal with strife don't get into too much strife forgive and forgive quickly and also seek forgiveness you also step on people's toes learn to ask forgiveness from them don't hold people down for long you would hold yourself down and that will prevent you from seeing light it could be just one small thing that is preventing you from moving forward but because your emotions are clouded there is no forgiveness there is bitterness there is envy and things like that you are clouded and you can't see light. so declutter your emotions regularly forgive people you know if it's difficult for you to just forgive them pray about it and ask god to help you but you need to declutter your emotions number four declutter your will declutter your will how do you declutter your will make or conclude pending decisions you have you have to make there are some decisions you've been pending that thing is is blocking light from entering your eyes sometimes make a decision even if it's the wrong one it's better to make a decision and then you get correction but make a decision if there are pending decisions you have to make make them now clear them off your mind And it's best you do it in writing. All of these things, it's best you do it in writing. The ones that need writing, do it in writing. Declutter your will by making pending decisions. Those pending decisions, they block you from seeing other things. And you see, the way the mind works is, these things go into your subconscious. And your subconscious runs your life. Your consciousness is just 20%. The the remaining 80% is in your subconscious. These things enter into your subconscious and they begin to weigh you down. That's why sometimes you wake up in the morning, you don't know why you are depressed. You have a lot of things you need to declutter. Make those decisions. There is a decision you've been trying to make. This is for someone. There is a decision you've been trying to make. This is the voice of the Lord. Make that decision now. And declutter your will and stop delaying light from entering your eyes. Number five is always pray for mercy mercy and pray for light me for me i use some 13 verse 3 to ask god for light now integrate it into your daily prayer schedule always pray for mercy and always pray for light now let me say something to you guys right you don't pray for mercy just because you've sinned no you don't pray for light only when you are confused listen i i always tell people even if adam did not sin we still need to pray for mercy Three things that we, we, we still have been doing if Adam did not fall. If we are living in that utopian world. If Adam did not sin. Three things we would have still needed. Is Number one, man would have still needed eternal life. He would have still needed the spirit of God inside of him. Number two, man would still need to pray. And number three, man would still need mercy. Mercy is not because you messed up. Mercy is like oxygen. Mercy is like oxygen to your spirit. So always pray for mercy and light. It does a lot for you. Number six, always document as much as you can for clarity and precision of thought. Document as much as you can. Document as much as you can. And number seven, teach this to somebody else. Teach this to somebody else. that, That is give to somebody. This knowledge you've acquired, give to somebody. If you don't give it, more will not come. The more you give, the more you become a channel, the more it flows. Not just give to someone, also give gifts. Give something useful. Always give. That giving does something to you. But the most important one for this class is teach someone else all you've been learning. It has a way of clearing up, you know, the the cash for you to have more come. Clearing up, you know, the the clutter in your mind for you to have, you know, more for for you to do. Now, I would have talked to us about how to harness... Your energy for productive work is about seven of them, but maybe I would talk about it in another class. It's seven of them. Maybe I'll take my time and teach it. But see if you if you if you can revisit these logical actions and take one or two or three that you'll be consistent with, I can tell you with all degree of certainty that you will experience some kind of lightness in your spirit in your in your soul and your body you do this decluttering exercise your physical space is decluttered your mental space is decluttered your emotion your will decluttered your spirit decluttered everything just clear clean simple not too much baggage you begin to see light enter and when you begin to pray for light trust me you will see things you do not know it was during a, a you know you know me praying for light and mercy that God began to show me that some of the some of the problems that we have most of the time is, is is the devil trying to multiply illusions in our mind please if you've not read okay I'm just going to get the link and share with you guys I'm going to get a couple of links and share with you guys right if you've not read it, read it it's going to help you so sometimes when you're about to do something productive that is when all those all those things will just start coming up. All those things will just start coming up and, you know, to distract you. The purpose of illusions are to distract you. The purpose of illusions are to distract you, right? So when you begin to do these things, you will now begin to see changes in your life, right? So officially, officially we are done for today's class. So I'm going to, so while I'm looking for that scripture that Chariot asked for, and then the link I want you, to, you guys to to visit. Please qu- quickly let me know if you have questions. And of course, don't forget to go to the group comment, Give me your feedback and things like that. But if you have a question, please quickly ask. Quickly ask. Quickly ask. Is there any questions? Any questions? All right, so I've seen it. So I'll just type it in. So chariots, this is it here. Um, it's um Proverbs. Sorry, Proverbs eleven. Proverbs eleven verse twenty seven. So you you can read it in the NLT version, and it will it will be clearer to you that way, right? Proverbs eleven twenty seven. Oh. right so the link where do i get this link does someone have the link someone should please help me send that link okay so i'll just send it on the group i'll just send it on the group so that we can just okay you missed point number six under systems of lights okay point number six is oh hold on point number six is document as much as you can for clarity and precision of thought. That's number six. Document as much as you can for pres- for clarity and for precision of thought. That's number six. And then number seven, teach somebody what you've learned. Right? Okay. All right. So yeah, that's it. So I'm going to send... I'm going to send... Um, what is it called? I'm going to send the link to the group and then we'll take it from there, right? So... So if if you don't have any other questions, that's all right. Thank you very much, guys, for attending. I hope this was this was helpful to someone. I hope this was helpful to someone. All right. So. okay. so I'll be expecting your feedback on the group and I'm going to send the remaining link on the group. Let me know if you learned something, if it was profitable for you. And if you also have questions, you can ask them on the group. But for now, we're shutting down. Thank you very much, guys, for attending. And we've come to the end of our session for January. Now, most of these sessions were not in-depth. It was just surface stuff. We'll revisit them, you know, in the course of the year. But next year is our... Sorry, next month, the theme of our discussions is relationships. And we're going to have a lot of relationship talks next month. And we have three married people in our midst who are going to be sharing... Who are going to be sharing you know their life experience growth lessons with us next month and it's going to be packed okay someone said the mixed sorry i said the mixed <laughs> The missed number five six and nine number five six six and nine off okay so let me let me go through them again let me go through them again for the systems of light number one declutter your physical space to declutter your mind Number two, declutter your body regularly to regenerate energy. Number three, declutter your emotions. Number four, declutter your will. Number five, pray for mercy and light. Number six, document as much as possible. Number seven, teach this to somebody else. I hope you got it, right? So if there's any other thing, I'll answer you in the group, right? So have a beautiful evening. Please let me know in the group what you learned. And if it was helpful, we'll see you guys again. Thank you very much. Have a beautiful night.